Welcome to the Focused People Podcast, where we explore the realities of leading teams and being human. On the line today, Tom McKay, Kyle Gower-Winter, and myself, Hilton Goodmans. Thank you so much for being here. Here we are, Focused People Podcast, and taking a look at part two of how our thoughts influence our behavior. We started by looking at beliefs, and tonight we continue that process by looking at values. Values, Tom, it's something you're deeply passionate about. Why don't you open the topic for us and we'll get started on the Focused People podcast. Good evening, everybody. I've tried to identify the difference between beliefs and values. Whilst they have many similarities, they also have certain key differences. And I think when you look at a belief, it's a belief is something that we believe to be true, even if it's not. So the most important thing about a belief is that we can hold on to it for as long as we like, and it can influence our life. It can influence our decisions. It can influence many things for many years following an event based on a belief. So someone can step on my toe and I can then believe that all people like stepping on toes. And so I need to be nervous of everybody for the rest of my life. As an example, that would be a belief. And some of us have had these experiences. So beliefs are, as we know, very, very important and they, they affect how we filter information and they affect our attitudes and all sorts of things. Values are slightly different in that they do interact with our beliefs. Uh, they certainly do, but where they're slightly different is that they're more of almost a naming word, a noun of something that hmm. is often intangible, something like love. It can't necessarily be measured. It's this loose term for something, some kind of measurement. Uh, but if we honest about honesty, <laughs> honesty isn't always as honest for some as honesty is for others. You know, the, but we do use the word, I value honesty. So often values are, they're a noun or a naming word for a process or these intangible things like love and uh, integrity and honesty and health. And they are loose nouns in a sense or broad nouns, maybe you want to say, because they aren't exactly the same for you and I. And they interact heavily with our beliefs. For example, if I value kindness, then my belief will be that when I walk into the room and I see somebody, I should greet them warmly. So they interact heavily, beliefs and values, and each has its place. I love it, yeah. I mean, if I hear you, Tom, uh, basically some of it relates to that word valuing something, putting a high price on it as a noun, and it's, it's almost a compass or a true north, but it's made up perhaps of a lot of those little beliefs that are often are subconscious or unconscious, where we're not even aware of how the past has influenced us with our beliefs and what we have as ways of thinking. But values, if I hear you right, are consciously chosen in many cases where we are aware of this is something that I value, something that's important to me. If I had a, a follow-on from there, 
what comes to your mind is is the value you have now based on the beliefs and the values that you have of the past and so it's ever kind of evolving you know they build into each other and they affect each other so do you ever have that pure belief or is that belief always tainted by another belief that came before it and before it and before it and the belief of your <laughs> your ancestors and 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 you know the chicken and the egg kind of environment but if we simplify almost from too broad and we go into some yes there are some elements of our values that we can identify and we can identify which values not only serve us but which where and in what context we could heighten certain values that we undervalue so for example we can undervalue something and underrepresent a behavior or something that is important to us and our values can even be in conflict with each other and often when we have conflict in terms of what we want or where we going or indecision it's because we have two values that are disagreeing with each other based on the the circumstance so it, there's a lot in values and beliefs um there's a huge amount we could have 20 podcasts on it but we'll <laughs> give it a bash tonight <laughs> i love it yeah tom we appreciate that you're coming to us via cell phone and that there will be the odd mic delay really appreciate you taking the time Kyle, what are you hearing and what's your contribution as we start this podcast on values? I believe values are directly related to your beliefs. Our beliefs will often, very often, steer your values and inform your values. I like to think of it as as you'd mentioned adding a, a worth, like something is valuable as an example, I think being in the states where this is very prevalent whatever you choose to believe like tom said whether you're right or you're wrong if you believe in a conspiracy theory you'll put a lot of value into conspiracy theories if you believe that the government is the the political system is here to serve the people then you'll seek out the supporting evidence to show that you know another example a very polarizing topic is the vaccines like whether you choose to uh, embrace them you'll find the data to support you'll find you'll put a lot of value into the data that supports your belief that the vaccine is good if you believe that the vaccine is not good you will put a lot of value into the data or stories or whatever it is that supports your belief sure it's not that they are right or they're wrong I think what we have to do as a society to grow is we need to question our beliefs. We need to reevaluate them and understand the other side that will either reinforce your belief and say yes, I questioned it and I came to the same conclusion or you question it and you're like, well, maybe there's another point there. That's when we're going to grow and that's when we're going to come out of what is this sort of spiral that I think as a society at least in in my culture in the in the states is this very individualistic society that's branded as uh individual rights and freedoms mm. and it's all about me it's all about i should be able to do whatever i want no one should right should question that yet what about the freedom of our society what about the freedom of our community i should also i should advocate for others and their freedoms to choose and you know it's it's a part of understanding and i think it's very driven by our belief system and we need to question that we need to 
open ourselves up to understanding where is the other person coming from what is their belief yes they put a lot of value into this thing that con- that contradicts what i'm saying what i'm seeing and it blows my mind like why would you even think that but it's this let's look past the value and understand what is the yeah. belief behind that what's driving that value so that we can better understand either it's a fear or either it's an emotional memory that's affecting the you know right same, same as ourselves it's let's reevaluate and always question our own beliefs the difference between the two but it's affecting us individually and as a, as a society in essence you're saying we don't value things in isolation because we don't live in isolation we were always part of communities we're made as social beings and so we've got to acknowledge that whatever we value it's never in isolation never exclusive if i hear you right so these things are worked out in collaboration and we've got to be able to talk to people as well and and say this is what i value what do you value and come to a place of understanding rather than just vehemently or vehemently or vehemently however you pronounce that word hang on to our thoughts and say well this is what i believe take it or leave it it's either right or it's wrong that in between the black and the white is a zebra <laughs> and perhaps there's a living thing in there yeah i think values are like that dashboard as you've used the analogy in the past of the in an individual's dashboard like you can see what they value by their actions but we've got to understand what's driving that what what do they believe same for us i mean we may put a lot of value into something like why last night my kids wanted ice cream said no you guys already had a treat today you don't need more ice cream yeah they really wanted just a little bit of ice cream my wife says to me like you got to choose your battles like why why is this something you want to create a big um, mountain out of a molehill yeah step back it's like why am i holding so strongly onto this value what's the belief there and sometimes you question it's like is my belief strong enough to justify me standing my ground or just let them be kids and have a scoop of ice cream so sometimes mm. it's important for us to question why we value something that's very good and uh, as business leaders as well if we look at our teams that we're working in and we look at the state of business per se it it also is looking at those things and saying why do we value what we value why is this thing triggering us why do we feel so strongly that people shouldn't work from home for example they should be in the office and i certainly remember that uh, one of the directors i worked with very closely he had this belief uh, and he was in his 60s at the time so it, it is partly a, an age related thing uh, but he really wanted to see people in case he needed to have a conversation you know should i just need to chat to you will you be there in the office so i think this time uh, would be incredibly difficult for him if he was still on site with me because i'm quite comfortable being virtual rather than physical with people and uh, i don't feel that there's always a compromise that we need to make in terms of being physically present but certainly there are beliefs associated with that and from a business perspective we're seeing the vaccine mandates being issued by some of our local folks as well 
And it certainly comes with its own challenges because uh, now it's a case of people being retrenched because they're not willing to vaccinate. Is that really something you want to fall on your sword for? Is it that important that somebody is deliberately excluded based on their vaccination status? Is it a new form of diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging? I think we're into some new chapters here. So before I carry on on the diatribe there, Tom, you've been quiet for a while. What are you thinking? I came across a very interesting concept about that Eastern philosophy of karma and that we often think about karma as when something happens to us, well, I must have done something good or bad, so something good or bad happened to me. But in fact, they look at karma as from different levels and there's individual karma and then there's collective karma and then there's a third level that I don't quite remember. But they interact on a daily basis. And what's important with values is that it's exactly the same. You're going to have that individual value that you value or that I value. But at the same time, you're going to have community values in your micro community. So that'll be maybe in the streets or the town you live. And then there'll be a different value, for example, New Yorkers will have different values on the balance to someone who lives in Timbuktu. They, they different places, they have different environments, climates, cultures, and they are influenced by beliefs that go back hundreds of years. So, Tom, uh, it sounds like if I think back to some of the NLP side of things, we were talking about environment and then uh, identity and how beliefs and values play a role at different levels of understanding and perspective. Do you want to speak to that a little bit more? Hmm. It's vital, unbelievably important when you're sitting with another human being and you see them behave in a way that is unbecoming or that is a way that you don't like. And this is the, the greatest difficulty, I think, of being human in the modern world is that we all have now these very intelligent brains full of knowledge, full of beliefs and judgments. It's not always easy to divorce in your mind what people do and the thoughts you have about them and the fact that you dislike what they've done or what they've said or what they do. Right. And yet remember that they're a, a child of God or they have the same sentient um, value as you do. They just come from an incredibly different basis of belief, value, and past. And so often we hear your Tony Robbins type people who are all gung-ho on positive psychology saying every human being is full of incredible resources. The universe is abundant. You know, you're amazing. And at the same time, you've got people fighting over everything from Ukraine, Russia, to power, to oil, to abortion, to vaccines. To So it's such a conflicting world. We are conflicted in our values because you've got many beliefs and many layers of values and collective values at play. For example, simple thing, if you have people who are very anti anything alternative medicine, 
completely anti. They've even got websites going about quackery and how everybody's a quack. And they may not even know why. Why they have such a strong view. Yeah. And you get other people who they seek anything alternate. They go looking for it. They're looking for different ways. They're not happy with how the world is. They want a better world. Right. You might say that one sounds better than the other, but it's not like that. You just get different outcomes. And if there's a belief that I have, it's that each one is needed. For example, I know America right now is very politically divided in many ways. But what they don't realize is that a country like South Africa would fall on its knees to have such a strong government running its country right now. And that's just one perspective, a tiny perspective on values and beliefs. I'm not diminishing that the problems in America are real. It depends how you measure it, how you value it. And there are many things actually going right in places like the American civil society that are wrong in other places and vice versa in our country here in South Africa. So values and beliefs are simple at times when you make them simple. If you really get into them, they are unbelievably complex. (laughs) Indeed. And uh, I mean, one of the books you, you triggered for me, I had it here next to me, Dr. Bob Spitzer or Robert J. Spitzer. Um, he wrote a book called 10 Universal Principles, which I had here. And uh, he's just talking about life principles and from a philosophy point of view, because he's a PhD in philosophy. Principle seven of his is the principle of natural rights, uh, where he quotes Suarez, Locke, Jefferson and Paine out of interest. All human beings possess in themselves, by virtue of their existence alone, the inalienable rights of life, liberty and property ownership. No government gives these rights and no government can take them away. And uh, I think when we're talking about these kind of principles as well, understanding the the depth at which it's philosophically a complex issue is important and the both and nature of it. So yes, on one hand, we're talking beliefs and the subconscious versus what you're aware of as a belief level. It's almost the implicit, but then there's the acted beliefs and uh, I think another word might be the articulated so what we've spoken about what we are very clear about so that's the conscious stuff but then also these intrinsic things wow there's complexity here and if we acknowledge that at least we're on a good wicket because we're exploring with you the depths at which this matters so we don't want to stay in the realm of philosophy we want to take it into business and say does it matter what you value in the workplace does it affect your culture does it affect the behaviors in the workplace and how customers experience your brand for example Carl, how would you like to start there and give us an opinion uh, from your side uh, i think values or beliefs is, is what i try and hone in on in an interview so if i'm looking to add someone to the team i believe skills can be acquired it's much harder to have someone change their beliefs and reevaluate their values but if i can get that right if i can assess that correctly and we have a person who has us as a similar belief system and i'm talking about at a very high level 
I'm not talking about finding someone who has group think and just reinforces everything we believe, you know, because I don't believe that's right either. I believe we need diversity of thought. That's going to make you a better team. That's the whole reason we have teams. But, but someone who values the things that the team values versus completely contradicts the team, it's not going to accelerate, it'll decelerate. They got to find that, that balance where, you know, this person's going to bring value in their difference of thought, but they're not going to completely cripple the team because they disagree with everything we're doing. But if I can hire someone based on their beliefs that inform their values, then they can learn the skill set. They, they may be a Java developer and we develop on a different technology. You can acquire that. You can build that up real, really quickly. Yeah. Uh, when we come to the team and having the team be a well-oiled functioning body, mm. an exercise we do is we, we talk about our team working agreement. We come together and we discuss how do we as a team would like to work. Let's come to an agreement on certain practices that we all agree that this is the best way of doing it and let's give it a try. We're agile as well. We'll try it for six months. If we need to reevaluate and try something else, we will, but we agree to this standard and it's not dictated. It's come together. It's talked about. And then when you have that, you can hold each other accountable and say, Hey, that's not how we agreed to do it yeah. for this six month period. We're going to do it this way. And uh, we can come to an agreement on the things that we value, mm. but even deeper is we understand why they're valuable. Our, it's, in, it's rooted in our beliefs. So our, our belief, yeah. for example, one tangible is uh, we operate in two week sprints. At the beginning, we plan for our body of work to be completed in two weeks. And then we work to complete that body of work. And we don't just at random pull some work in. So say in the past, someone might say, oh, I'm done with what I was working on. I'm going to start working on this other thing. All right. If they did that and made a unilateral de um, decision, and then we get to the end of the sprint and the team didn't meet their objectives because someone pulled in extra work and we had some tickets not get completed. Well, you made a decision that affected the entire team. Because it was the team's goal to get all this work done. And then you pulled in extra work and it's, you've caused them not to deliver on their goal. So we have an agreement that if we're going to pull in something, we have a, a team chat about it. We agree as a team to pull something and that that's a working yeah. agreement, but it's based on the value or the belief that we want to get this work done and we believe we can, yeah. and we have, we put value into finishing the sprint clean. Great. So and that's a, a real example. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. It's like a team charter of sorts that you've agreed on in terms of uh, the key values that you are not prepared to compromise as a team. Like you don't promote a gossip culture. Instead, you promote uh, speaking directly to the person involved so that you can always assume that when someone speaks, that is what they mean. There's no additional conversation that's happening in the background. And those sort of uh, values just make it so easy. And when people come in, they kind of come into an existing platform where it's easy to then say, so this is how we behave. This is how we work in this team. 
And while not all of their values may be perfectly aligned, the key ones are in terms of how the team collaborates and cooperates as well. Uh, I really, really love that. Tom, what are you thinking? I hope I've got something good to add here. I'm sure you do. I think the most important thing about values and beliefs, because it is, as I've stated, an incredibly complex field, and I believe it will remain complex forever, because if you look around the world, you've got 400,000 books telling you about the seven steps to perfect happiness and how to become <laughs> super wealthy and how to solve all your problems in three minutes. And you can have perfect abdominals and uh, two minute workouts. And yet the world is as messy as ever. It shows that it is a complex world. So you get simple problems which are linear and you get complicated problems which require more than a few steps to solve. And then you get complex where you solve one and another one arises or, you know, it's, it's constantly moving like jelly. As you push one side, the other side moves and it's this, that is the nature of life. So the most important thing I'd like to add here is that values need to be explicit within a context. In other words, if you look at what Kyle was speaking about there, what was great was that his company has uh, externally uh, voiced the culture and ways of living within a context, which is in that work environment. They're not telling them how they need to be at home with their wife or with their children. Yes. It's in the context or on their sports field. It's in the context of work. And so values need to be different for different environments. And many people get this wrong. They take the same values into every single context, deciding that those values will work. Well, sure. for example, uh, if I take, uh, let me think, um, I'm going to use a very simple example. But if you're going to play a game like one of these card games that involve cheating as an important part of the game, oh, and no. you say, well, I value, <laughs> yeah, I value honesty. I value honesty in all contexts, or you simply can't enjoy the game. Uh, you know, it's, it's a very silly example, but values and beliefs need to be contextual. And the most important thing about values and beliefs is understanding how much they do influence your life and understanding that you can take some control in this super complicated world by being clear about the values that do matter to you in different contexts and realizing when some of those values are inappropriate and need to be changed because the situation has changed and maybe you haven't changed enough with it or haven't been self-aware. Wow. So self-awareness is about different contexts and needing different values and some of the beliefs that need to be challenged and some beliefs that you're carrying through everything. So you're carrying the belief that someone stood on my foot and all people are bad and I'm carrying it into work. I'm carrying it into sport and I'm carrying it into my home yeah. life. And next minute you turn around and say, my life's a wreck. Well, you held on to that belief so tightly, it squeezed you of all the joy and all the love and all the, the freedom. That's the meaning of what I'm trying to get at is context specific. Love it. And you need to take control of the ones that you can because they then influence your attitude. And you may need different attitudes in different sports. So, for example, if you're playing American football and you're on the offensive or you're playing rugby, you don't want to be kind and gentle. That's not the time. That's <laughs> the wrong value. doesn't mean that you need to be, uh, you know, the opposite of that, but it does mean that there's a place for aggression. This is a time for measured aggression. 
There's another time when if someone's crying, you don't want to walk to them and go, hey, what's wrong with you? Why are you crying? That's the time to, to have a gentleness and a compassion. So values are very important to how we filter and also how we do change. Okay, so Tom, the two things... The, the two things there, sorry, uh, Carl, did you want to add something? Am I coming in too soon? I, I was going to add something, <laughs> but I can add it later, Phil. I'll wait. I'm going to write here on my piece of paper in front of me, and I'm going to listen to you. Uh, hopefully it's worthwhile. Uh, another way of putting that, Tom, I, know you, I love that you contextualize the values, but your context, it, everything comes back, for me, everything always comes back to culture. Like, what culture do you want in the workplace? What culture do you want on the rugby field? Uh, that, that is contextual. And uh, there are two, as you're talking, there are two things I remembered from uh, one of my favorite authors, Simon Sinek. And he said, you know, uh, values are nouns. So they're the things that you'd see uh, on the company's websites, on the company's walls, like honesty. Or uh, one of our values is innovation. But he said, you can't act on honesty. You can't act on innovation. If I, if I came into your office today and said, I need you to be more innovative. Like, okay, I'll try. I'm not sure what I need to do, but okay. Sure. But what you really want is a verb. You want our value is honesty. And our phrase should be, we tell the truth. Our value is innovation. We should say, we look at things from a different angle. It's like actions, you know, they should be driven by actions to drive the culture you're looking for. Okay, so let me pick up and on then, that. Oh, sorry, sorry, you're saying yeah. language. And it, it drives a culture that you're seeking, uh, which is based on the context of the environment. Yeah, that's good, Kyle. And uh, it just, it kind of comes cohesively together for me where, if you think about leadership, it always has a context and it always has a different culture as well. So being a great leader in a multinational in South Africa versus being one in Atlanta, Georgia versus LA versus New York or uh, in Dubai would be very, very different. And with us uh, looking to take some leaders overseas at the moment as well, if they think about things in, in their own context without that self-awareness and Tommy, if I heard what you were saying earlier, adaptability is key with this as well. Understanding the context and what is the best way given the way things are. Like if you're in one of the Emirates, there are certain traditions and there are certain cultural elements in terms of how leadership happens and how innovation happens and uh, the, the context of how you give gifts to each other even. You can't just assume that what would be acceptable uh, and which hand you're going to use to do what uh, in our context that that would immediately translate across because within another context it's deeply offensive to people if you do things a different way and uh, so I love what we, we're talking about in terms of being adaptable and being open and self-aware and being able to almost suspend our ego for a while and say this is important to me but within this context I don't need to push that agenda. I can still be very firm in my own belief and internally holding on to that while not making an issue of it for these other folks. 
Yeah, I think it goes back to uh, if if you're going to take the very individualist, egotistical route and, and be an egotistical world traveler, like you're saying, and you go into another culture, you're going to have a terrible time. Because what you believe and you like what I say goes and this is how I act and and then you go into a, a totally foreign culture, they're not going <laughs> to you're going to have just a terrible time. You're not going to get the service that you're hoping for. You're not going to have anyone help you. Sure. But if you go with an empathetic mind and, and you say, okay, I'm going to just go with the flow and, and question everything and um, try and understand the people around you, they're going to recognize that. They're like, oh, he's, he's a South African, but he's trying. Or he, he's an American, but, but he's trying. And, and we gotcha. value that. I value that he's trying to understand our, our culture. And, and, you know, you will make a lot of friends and get a lot further that way. Uh, also had, you know, as Tom was saying, it's very complex. You'll, you'll go into the bookstore and you'll see a million different self-help books. That reminded me of another thing that Simon Sinek said is you, you got the self-help section. It takes up a third of the bookstore, but how big is the help others section? And that's really what's going to drive empathy is understanding and 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 looking at from their perspective and yeah maybe helping them in their struggles you're going to learn so much more like doing community service helping someone in need you're just going to get a different perspective and that's going to again inform your values so good and i was listening to i forget the guy's name unfortunately but he is a former fbi sort of analyst and spy trainer of sorts and he was saying in essence to get good conversations going we need to build rapport we need to build trust and your type a personality is not going to cut it when you're trying to hire spies <laughs> and uh, they're very different skills you need to inspire people to want to be part of this and he said basically if you summarize it the key thing is you've got to turn the light on the other person You've got to figure out what's important to them. What do they value? What uh, are their priorities and how do we do that? And certainly I think in business, that's part of what we try and do is chat to our clients and really try and make their vision greater than uh, it is currently and make sure that they can achieve what it is that they set out to do. Tom? Isn't that the basis of self-awareness? Good point. If we ask ourselves what it is, we often think of the Eastern view of, you know, sitting and meditating for many hours and becoming more spiritual. And that has this amazing self-awareness. And I'm not certainly saying for a moment that that couldn't be the way. But there is another version of self-awareness is an understanding of one's values and beliefs in different contexts. And someone who's more self-aware shifts quicker. They give themselves more opportunity, they give themselves more resources because they acknowledge that they're not always right. In fact, they may actually be wrong. And we're not talking about a concept of disagreement. Sure. We're talking about the principle of that. They may be out of balance with what they really want. They may think they want something, but, but they may have a belief or even something that they value that is getting in the way of what they really want and getting in the way of feeling good because it may be self-serving or self-protective 
rather than good for more than just themselves at that time. I do remember learning something that, um, let me get it right. Everything we do, we only do it because we think it will benefit us. Remember someone told me that once. And it's quite a profound thought because it implies that we're inherently selfish. But it's not like that. And people really need, in my view, if there's anything that I would leave this planet, because I'm sure I'll be a, a drop in a, this monstrous ocean and, and be gone. But if there's anything I'd leave people with is that you can view the same thing on different levels. One is a much higher refined way of viewing it and one is a more coarse energy now what they're not better than each other they're diff just different and in a way you're what we call chunking up and chunking down to a higher and a lower view in other words it's the same piece of earth the bear views it on the ground and the eagle views it from above they have different perspectives but it's the same piece of earth yeah now we often attach to to an idea and we think well that's how i view it that's my truth and I often think to myself no 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 you can have a value that's conflicting with another value because it's at a higher level so for example you can have a situation where something is maybe incorrect at the lower level and correct at the higher level and that is a tricky part of human life because that is often the case and it means that I can disagree with you, but think you're a wonderful human being at the same time. I can dislike your behavior, but know that you're a child of God at the same time. And I don't mean that in necessarily religious sense, focused people is not focused on, the, on that particular area, but I mean that in terms of you're a high quality being, you're human. You have all these incredible characteristics and we've seen Terrible human beings do good things in different phases or stages of life. So even we call someone a bad person, but it's not quite like that. They've just made really bad decisions and maybe sure. they've harmed they've harmed people, but they're still good within them. And it's that higher, lower concept where you can you can look after yourself but serve others at the same time. It is possible. It is possible and it's very possible if you allow yourself to view life in more than one way within the same situation. Now, you don't want to walk around and be analyzing this. This happens automatically with practice. Sure. There's a lot of depth there in terms of not being threatened, being curious and open to explore and chunking up, chunking down. I think when we see it from those uh, higher views, we're able to see the lower levels of, of thinking about the, the issue, but uh, also engage at a higher level. And uh, that same author that I mentioned earlier, uh, Robert Spitzer, um, he spoke about happiness levels and uh, where the, the entry level is immediate happiness, where uh, you're getting pleasure from doing the actual activity the next level up is ego satisfaction, where we're actually feeling a sense of success and achievement and, and progress in what we're doing. And those two levels are good, but they, they're quite out of our control in many ways. We can't necessarily make it happen on our own terms. And they don't necessarily include other people that much in, in their happiness. But then he talks about higher levels, and th the fact is, of course, we need all of these. It's not exclusive. 
but the higher levels being doing good beyond self, even whether it's coaching or if it's helping your kid or giving a gift to someone, doing charity work, and then of course doing things for ultimate good. And uh, looking at those different levels, you can see how you've lived your life to date based on your values and whether it's made you happy or it hasn't. And if there's some shifts that you need to make, you can say, I, I want all four levels or I, I want a, a cross section of happiness that leaves me feeling richer, more fulfilled, more meaningful and, and more impactful as a human being than I have been before. I think th these are powerful conversations. There's a quote by John Dewar that it, it comes to mind in the team context. We need teams of missionaries, not teams of mercenaries. We need to be bought in to the mission. We don't need to just work for a paycheck. And I think you can apply that to life in general. You know, am I doing this to get something out of it or am I doing it because I believe it's the right thing to do? A mercenary would just do something for the paycheck missionary yeah. would do it because they believe it's the right thing to do and uh, i would challenge the listeners and myself to question your beliefs and disregard what you might get in return because you're not doing it for money you're not a mercenary if it's something you believe yeah you do it regardless and, and start putting your beliefs into action uh, i believe you'll get a lot of much more value out of life to to use the value term. <laughs> Cal use belief and value in one sentence. That was very good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carl, just love what you were saying there. You reminded me, we're talking about noble causes, in essence, following a noble cause. So a missionary is somebody that has that um, noble cause that they're prepared to, to go and speak to others about from a place of conviction. And uh, I remember... Roberto Gozueta, I think was his name, the CEO of Coca-Cola many years ago. Fortune magazine interviewed him and said, so what is it about? And, and uh, please correct me if I'm wrong in terms of the, the quote or anything like that. I'm sure our readers, our listeners will. But uh, in essence, he was asked, uh, so what is Coca-Cola about? And the summary, uh, the paraphrase of what he said was, Coca-Cola is about the person in a disadvantaged community who can make a living because they have our sign above their door. It gives credibility to Mama Sophie's tuck shop in our local areas if it's got Coca-Cola as part of the brand as well. And uh, so I love the fact that Coke, which is known as a retail business and it's known as um, a, a business that sells soft drinks in essence, still has a noble cause. It's got something behind it that they believe in and they, they're trying to refresh the world as their philosophy. I really love that kind of side of things. And there's just one more thing that I want to ask before we close, and that is, what about the counterpoint here? Tom, you were saying there's a context to values. One of the articles I read said there is no context to values. Values need to be values irrespective of the context because either you value this thing or you don't. What are your thoughts on that? I, I didn't read the article, so I, I, I don't want to, uh, to make uh, <laughs> more, too many judgments on it. I, 
I very seldom disagree with people who write a good article or who've come from a good perspective, but on the basis of that, I think that article is misleading simply because it's logical that we need different approaches and different strategies to different situations and values rarely influence those. So I do understand that maybe if we're talking about levels, you may have a higher level where all values are like honesty, integrity, kindness, compassion, they will stay the same always. And so if you have yes. those at your core, you can then go and play a rugby or American football and tackle somebody in a, in a very aggressive way. But your intention is not to do them harm because at deep down you've got a higher level, which is that you're a kind, compassionate person. You're playing the game fairly and honestly and hard, maybe fully committed, but you're not intending to, to hurt, the, hurt the person. That's not why you're doing it. And so I do think that the article may touch on a truth that you can have higher level where values are the same. Because if we are honest, honest, not the right word, we're always <laughs> honest. If we are frank, <laughs> the higher up you chunk, the more things become limited to a few values. In other words, the higher up we go, the more we get to love. You know, if I said to you, yeah. what do you, well, I love honesty. What does honesty give you? Well, honesty, honesty gives me certainty. And what does certainty give me? Well, certainty gives me um, a sense of knowing. And what does a sense of knowing gives me comfort? And what does comfort give you? Comfort maybe gives me uh, relaxation or trust. And what does that give you? Well, I feel good. And what do you feel good? I feel love. You know what I mean? So the higher up you go, you can't help but get towards a few values. So the article actually is speaking about the fundamental nature of life. But when you get down into the detail, I think the article is flawed. The truth is, in different contexts, you need different strategies, you need different values. Wonderful, Tom. I love the way you, you structured the both and, rather than the either or there, in terms of the levels that we, we're dealing with, with values. Kyle, final comments from you. I summed it up in my previous comment. <laughs> but, and I'll, I'll just reiterate that I really think that you'll get more out of life if you put your beliefs into action. Don't hesitate. Don't do it for what you expect in return. If it's something you believe, you'll do it anyway, and the reward will be in, in the doing. I was going to say, obviously, useful beliefs. So certainly don't put the non-useful ones into place. I believe I am a cow. <laughs> Should I really be believing this? <laughs> yeah, it's deep. <laughs> I've loved this chat though, guys. There's so much value. I feel quite invigorated. I'm ready to go take on the world. Ah, awesome. Gentlemen, thank you so much. I'm so delighted. It's been such an honor being with you. I think we're on the brink of exploring the both and, the paradoxes of leadership. How do we actually make sure that we're acting out of our place of values, that we don't just say something, but we live out of them, but we also are contextually sensitive and looking at, is this still appropriate in this context? And choosing our battles, like you said as well. So much richness here. I'm so looking forward to our next chapter in the saga. And may the focus be with you.